Pick any popular preacher, speaker, or leader. Are they wise? Are they an overflow of knowledge that intimidates you to believe that they are wise? Think about it. Just because someone can repeat the books of the Bible, John 3, 16, Psalm 119, and all four Gospels and Acts, doesn't make them spiritual. It just indicates that they have the ability to remember well. Now, if they took those books of the Bible and the content that they memorized and put them into actions that bring positive, non-invasive, respectful change in the community around them. Now, that's wisdom right there. And wisdom is calling us to join that party. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Welcome to this series of studies on the book of Proverbs. We are going to go through 13 weeks on Proverbs and the confusion, the wisdom, the knowledge, and hopefully the change it can bring in your lives. I've got three hosts, all of them here before, and I'm going to ask them to say something they haven't said before, their names, a little bit that we don't know, because I don't know what else to ask you. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bethany Anderson, and I bake vegan cupcakes. Which you didn't bring today, <laughs> but thank you very much. <laughs> we'll take that on faith, delivery next time. Um, my name is Gabby, and I love playing volleyball. And my name is Janelle Phillip, and I enjoy singing a whole lot, even when nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> See, I fit into that last category. My family tells me all the time. Kati, <laughs> if you could uh, pray for us and read scripture, please. Okay, let's pray. Padre Santo, que estás en la altura de los cielos, Señor, te damos muchas gracias por todas tus bendiciones. Te queremos pedir que ahora que vamos a estudiar un poquito de tu palabra, que tú nos llenes de sabiduría y de entendimiento. Te queremos mucho. En el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amén. Amén. Okay, um, the scripture is in Proverbs 1.7, and it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So, what is the fear of the Lord? <clears throat> wait, wait, let me say that again. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What is the fear of the Lord? <laughs> um, See, apparently you don't feel that fear because you're all laughing. <laughs> well, though your voice is deep, I don't know if it's quite the voice of God. <laughs> James Earl Jones can still get those checks. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it, you know, it kind of says, in, it's saying the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So I'm going to go, based on context, it's talking about the fear of the Lord is wisdom and instruction. Somewhere it's built into that, um, that it's listening and implementing what God has said. That's kind of what I'm seeing from it. I know it can mean more than that, but that's an aspect that I'm getting for it. Okay. I think for me, it's just straight up respect. Because mm -hmm. um, fear, you know, when you think of fear, you think of something you're scared of, something that intimidates you. But for me, I think... Um, in this context, I think when God talks about the fear of the Lord is just strictly respect um, for his, you know, his instructions, his teachings, just straight up respect. I would have to agree. <laughs> I would have to agree. I think that it has to do with reverence, revering his word and revering his instruction. Yeah, I don't want to agree with you, but I will because I like you all. Uh, no, seriously, I, I look at the whole idea of fear of the Lord, and we've always been taught the fear of the Lord, but it kind of goes against 
every other part in, in Scripture where God comes to people, where he sends his angels, and the first things they say is, do not fear. Mm -hmm. So it can't be the, the scary, you know. If you're scared of God, you will find wisdom. Or if you're scared of God, or be very afraid, or very, very afraid. It's the, for <laughs> me personally, it's the respect that you have. And if you respect God in the, in the way, like I said in the introduction, it's not just knowing the, the content. It's being able to put it into practice. Then you find your way into this path of, this path of wisdom. And I see what you're saying because I guess if you can sub out the word fear, the respect of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The reverence of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So I'm, I'm seeing what you mean with that because I guess if you can sub out the word, not really taking it all the way out because I guess it's talking about bigger than just reverence or knowledge or, or so forth. But... It, when I'm, when I'm thinking the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, it's acknowledging who he is and respecting that, knowing that who he is and knowing um, his place and our place is the beginning of us being able to live some type of life with joy and peace and all those things that come about from knowing God. I, it's like parents. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to, it's harder to use as examples when you have family structures that don't have the ideal. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody actually has the ideal. But when you love your parents, you have a certain respect for them. Mm -hmm. But boy, when you do something wrong, you also have a tinge of fear that goes by, you know, I love them dearly mm -hmm. and I know I did this wrong, I'm going to get it, but I still love them. I think that, 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 that respect sort of brings in, if you can call it a good fear, mm -hmm. or a, a more sense of boundaries. Well, I think another word that maybe we can use for fear is um, love, like you said, you love your parents, so like you do something that you're not supposed to be doing, you're like, man, I disappointed them. So it's not really a fear of like, oh, I'm gonna get spanking. It's even though that could, too, but it could be, but it could be more of like, oh, you know, like I, I'm gonna disappoint them. They're gonna be, mm. they're gonna be upset. I think the older we get, it's that's how it is. When we're younger, it might be more of the spanking. But, but <laughs> and, and, and your and your reason for changing does not necessarily come because uh, you're you're disappointing them. Because again, because of a love that you say, here's something I've done wrong, so I need a change. Yeah, and, uh, understanding too. Right. The older you get, the more you. And if you can inculcate that relationship from a person to God then your change does not happen because you're scared of God, but because of the love that happens. So what's the difference between um, wisdom and knowledge? I think wisdom is the application of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I would say wisdom is tied to a relationship with God where knowledge is just about what you know. There might not be a relationship there. Like I could know a lot of things and not use them every day in life or not apply them. I mean, I could know a, stuff about uh, all kinds of, I mean, I remember like for instance, a whole bunch of math equations and I'm not using, you know, the Pythagorean theorem in, this, <laughs> in, in my everyday life. I know what it is. It's not necessarily doing anything you for me. You still remember that? Whoa, point. I, I remember the name of it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Don't ask me to write the equation. <laughs> But as far as for when you're talking, I guess, with wisdom, that there's a constant relationship um, there with God. It's something that I'm using every day. It's something that's, that I'm applying or trying to continue to apply every day. So it's not just what I know, but how I'm using it, the relationship that's connected to God in my everyday life and walk. I mean, I really agree with the both of them. <laughs> she actually said what, what I was going to say. <laughs> 
No, she really did say what I was going to say. I was like, wow, those were my words. <laughs> I've got, I actually read your notes. Oh, and I, <laughs> I have, uh, there's an old classmate of mine who actually has done a whole bunch of certification courses and, mm -hmm. and degrees and everything. So when you pick up his business card, there's just a whole bunch of letters that follow his name, mm. like 14 of them. But he's one of the most, and I say this, I would like to say I'd say this with respect, but I'm not really sure. He, he, he's probably one of the most foolish people I've ever known. Mm -hmm. And so I was having this discussion with my uncle, and he says, well, that's what you call an educated fool. They have mm. all the knowledge, mm -hmm. they just don't apply it. Right. On, or even if they're in a social gathering, they do not know how to take that knowledge and put it in a way that is n respectful for the people around them. Mm -hmm. They want to lord it over somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean they have wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so I was, when, when I was studying for this, this particular lesson, I went back to look at what the rabbis, how they described all of this. And some, there's somebody that actually said, wisdom is skill and instruction is discipline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, wisdom is, a, is taking knowledge and like you said, putting it into an application and honing that knowledge to a point where it makes a difference. And, and, and instruction is that discipline part that gets through. I love the part where it's, when, it, when in scripture here in, in, in Proverbs, it says, the, uh, my son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. Mm -hmm. Or you know, the discipline of your father, the instruction of your mother, which is similar, similar play with words, that it's a combined unit of how you grow as, a, as an individual. It takes the parental duo in some ways. Because, I mean, and just going back to that story that you were talking about as far as for, you know, the, not the story, but the friend with all the letters and so forth. In, in life, I've never looked at being how I was raised. I never looked at wisdom coming from somebody who necessarily has a lot of degrees or so forth. That never spoke to me as somebody who was wise. Mm -hmm. It was a person who knew what to say and how to say it. Um, the person who didn't necessarily always even speak a lot, mm -hmm. but in the midst of a conversation, they might say three words <laughs> and it shuts the whole <laughs> thing down or changes the whole tone because the wisdom is not necessarily, wisdom is not necessarily tied to how many books have I read or how how many degrees have I gotten or I've worked here and I've worked for this person I know this person I'm this generation of this mm. that's not really wisdom yeah. per se that just means that you just know a lot of stuff mm -hmm. but wisdom is is, is, is a connection there that it's something that God gives specifically. And he may give some of it through a book, mm -hmm. but it, he may not. It may just be what he has instilled upon our hearts. So I think of, for instance, like my grandmother, no college education, nothing of the sort. I mean, you know, a, a really a humble life is what she lived. My, both, both of my grandmothers, as a matter of fact. And the wisdom that came from them was something that I would never substitute for anything. Those small things such as speak when necessary. <laughs> you know, and just talking about just don't keep flapping off at the mouth, which I'm going to stop doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you remind me of something. Uh, there's, there's one particular area uh, where the administrators in that entire area of, of, of there's one division where the, everybody in that division at one time, all had, the highest education they had was an associate's degree. Hmm. And, and that whole division had a unity that you couldn't believe things were happening and there, there was quality, not necessarily quantity. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you got all these people that came in with degrees and they were touting the degrees. And Look, I know so-and-so, I've studied this and I can quote this. I can even say it in Latin if you want. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything started, started slipping away. And it's hard to bring that back in because everybody got so full of themselves that they weren't really mm -hmm. bringing people together. Mm -hmm. So in the book of Proverbs, what would you say is a characteristic of wisdom? 
because we already know that, okay, wisdom is a skill of knowledge, putting that knowledge into practice. What is a characteristic? How do you define it? It's female. <laughs> now I feel like I'm a minority of a minority. Yeah, wisdom's a female. You are not qualified to speak. Thank you very much. Yeah. I feel much better about myself. Thank you, Bethany. Well, that's why we brought you here. Anybody else? <clears throat> it's. Oh. Go ahead, Katya. Okay, sorry. So, like, Proverbs is filled with so many random thoughts. And mm -hmm. so when you talk about like the whole book of a Proverbs, there's e like everything in the book of Proverbs is a way of teaching you how to be more wise, how to be more street smart, you know, not only book smart, but also like be able to apply it. So like obedience, being able to listen, being able, like mm -hmm. you said, you know, uh, listen before you speak, uh, drink or don't drink alcohol. Um, do you know like different things it's just there's so many when you talk about the book of proverbs there's just so many ways you can apply it to the term wisdom because the whole book is how to be more wise it's almost like a book of life like how to get through yeah. life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a couple of characteristics i saw within there is that it's sound like the information in in this book of proverbs is tried true and I could trust that it is what it says that it is. You know, and I never necessarily had to walk all of these paths, but I could see through stories in history, stories currently, things today, that it is something that has been, that's sound. I can trust it um, because it's given from God. And I think that's another characteristic. It's not just, you know, within the street smarts and all of that stuff, it's not just random, though. I mean, well, how it's put together <laughs> is a little bit random, but in, the, in all of it, it's still something that is inspired from God, that he said, I'm gonna give you this information because if you follow it, it may be a little bit easier to live your life. Mm -hmm. And it's not talking about wealth or not wealth or so forth, but in the, in the heart, in the being content, this may be a little bit easier to live if you go this way. If you don't just answer quickly to somebody being upset, you know, anger and answering right. anger, you know, maybe you can save yourself from a bunch of strife later on because you don't want to just be upset and turn around. Your boss says something, you're like, well, I'm going to tell them back off or your teacher <laughs> says something. I'm going to tell you what I think. I mean, because now you're going to be dealing with a whole bunch of other things. So it says, you know, take your time when you answer. Maybe it was easier back then because you didn't have Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with your own private group of people. Where you, can, you, know. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking at, at I'm, I was studying this, but like I said, looking at it again from a different perspective. And it's interesting. I think this is one of the wonderful things about studying scripture is you can read it over and over again, mm -hmm. but when you go back to it and study it in context, you go, oh, this makes, this never saw it before. And when I was looking at the history about the time when he was writing, when these, these books were written, the Egyptian culture had their own book of Proverbs. Mm. And, and every kingdom had their own wise men. And what they would do is they would sit in the court and they would try to impress the king with these nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> and the difference that I found is the fact that Proverbs points to here's what you do in order to get closer to God. Mm -hmm. Because when you get there, then you, t then you know wisdom. Here's the knowledge that you need in these random nuggets. And when you put them into practice, well, you get to know God and there's where wisdom resides. Mm. And the, the rabbis talk about how wisdom existed before the creation of the earth, which means it resided with God, so that was there. But I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, even Solomon comes over here and he refers to wisdom in the feminine. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is, is feminine in a way, in the way the wise man 
describes it. And somewhere in the history of Christendom, we have forgotten to emphasize that. Mm -hmm. But you can also apply wisdom, or you can gain wisdom by applying knowledge incorrectly, but it's applying, like once you realize that you've made that mistake, making the decision to go in the right direction afterwards. So I think that you can have knowledge, apply it incorrectly, and still gain wisdom, mm -hmm. as long as you know that you're not going to do that again because you don't want to go and make that or make that mistake again. I know so many people that date the same kind of person over and over again. They didn't get no wisdom there. <laughs> nope. They just no. went back for more knowledge. <laughs> that wisdom just didn't happen. <laughs> so in this relationship with God, we're talking about you know, the whole relationship thing. What's the connection between your reverence for God and love? Is, how does that come about? I think it comes hand in hand. When you, if we apply it to our relationships now, um, when we love someone and when we, you know, have a, we respect that person. We want to do what they like. We want to be able to adapt to how they feel. Mm -hmm. So it's not only about, you know, if I love you, I'm going to respect you. So I just mm -hmm. think it goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. We reverence God because we love him. You know, and it's kind of like you were saying earlier about your parents. You know, I respect and I reverence them because I love them. Um, I'm not sure which one comes first. I, I'm not quite sure, but I know that, like you were saying, they do go hand in hand. Because I love my parents, I'm not going to speak to them any kind of way. Because I love my parents, I'm not going to, or my, whomever raised me or whomever was that good person that was in my life or that person that was there um, or entity that was there, whether it was an orphanage, whatever else, because of when there's a certain level of care for a person, I'm not going to treat them any kind of way. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think of my relationship with with God, because of who he is to me, I'm just not gonna just come at him any kind of way. Even if I'm upset, like with my parents, I still can go and I'm like, I'm not understanding this, I'm not getting this. Can we talk, can you help me out, help me figure this out? And I can feel like I can do that with Christ as well, with God as well. When I see something or something happens, I'm like, I'm not really sure of why, but, I, I, why, do, why can't I do this? Why not? And it's kind of like sometimes he stays silent, sometimes he gives an answer, sometimes whatever else. But because of who he is, I'm respecting him, I'm reverencing him, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> I'm going to walk with this. You know, it's the same type of thing with my parents. I'm going to go with this. When I don't, I learn my lesson, but, mm -hmm. you know, the more that I do, I learn bigger lessons of yeah. how much easier it is if I just kind of listen to him because, like, you, like we were saying, wisdom is within him. It was here before this book was here. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, he gave it to us so he can help us along the way, right. um, get closer to him. But it was here before, so. I like the you know the whole idea of reverence and respect and, and the fact that you have the love part because love is what brings you back. Because mm -hmm. if there is no love, then there ha you have no reason to come back for that respect. Mm -hmm. It's because you love and you recognize his love that you've got this respect. And so when you make a mistake or you think, okay, this is where God wants me to be, mm -hmm. and it isn't where you end up hurting, you go, wait. It can't be because I don't feel that love. I don't feel that comfort. So you go back and say, okay, I'm really sorry, but help me figure this out. This is conversation. When I was young, my mom would always say, wrestle with God, because Jacob recognized mm -hmm. that relationship. But it wasn't like he was offensive. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's that relationship of I am struggling. I am hurting. I need to feel, I need to feel my God. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a, a kid wants to come and hold the parent when something goes wrong, and they just hold them so tight. When you're a parent, you realize that love that they have. 
comes out of it. Is there any way that you, we could, because I, I know that there's, uh, there's religions that are very respectful to the God that they serve, the God that they worship. They're very respectful, but they don't necessarily have a relationship with them. It's, there's love, the love part is more fear. It's lacking. Is there any way that, because um, you said, you mentioned you don't know what comes first, respect or love, but is there any way that maybe respect could come first? Because maybe when, I know that when I was growing up, talking to my parents, even now, I, I don't call them like you or, you know, them in, in Spanish is usted, which is, Don't it's you used. love languages that do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, even now, and, and I'm older, but it all started off with respect. And I didn't necessarily agree with calling my parents usted when all my other friends at school didn't, right. you know, but I think it eventually turned into love. And I think either way it goes, you know, like maybe you could start loving your parents and then eventually respect them. I think them. it comes back to that text where it says, you know, train up your child. It's not like indoctrinate them, mm. but help them to understand the, the principles behind it. So when they grow up, they will understand, here's what I do. So it's, it's that combination of the two. And sometimes it's hard to say which one comes first because if you overanalyze it, you kind of lose yeah. the premise of it. But I also think it's important when you say love, when you love God, you cannot love God if you do not respect the people around you. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And part of the Proverbs is not just, well, look, keep your eyes on God. It's look around you, avoid these kinds of people, mm -hmm. look to this kind of person. Here's a wise man that does this. There are all these little snippets about life in a community and not just a one directional approach to this whole relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got the Solomon that goes now, asks God for wisdom, has his respect, love, and everything else for God. And eventually comes down to a point where he has wisdom, the wisest man in our belief system, they say the wisest man that ever lived. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and <laughs> does the things he does. As one child says, he had many porcupines and all the other things that happened. <laughs> how do you, how could someone so wise go so wrong? I think it, come, it comes to a point where he thought that he was wise on his own. And he didn't feel that he needed to continue to ask God for that wisdom. I think he got to a point where it's just like, I'm wise, I'm rich. I'm making all these great decisions. I got all these women. Like, clearly, I'm doing something right. I don't need to necessarily consult with God to continue to make good decisions. And, and I'm going to say also, like, that's why in, in Proverbs it talks about, you know, the kind of friends and the people we should hang around. Mm -hmm. I think it was talking about that earlier, but it talks about that within these books. And that is important because I think that Solomon's environment <laughs> played a part into the downfall of it. One of the things is that, you know, we know within his home, he saw a lot of different things mm -hmm. within his home. I mean, his, his dad had a couple of women, you know. He had a couple of more <laughs> than his dad. <laughs> and so I think within that, it's like you just gotta really be careful and you have to constantly keep your eye on what is God telling me mm -hmm. and not to lose that the, the the control or just the the indulgence or overindulgence because it's really easy to kind of just fall into an area of like you were saying well I don't necessarily need him I kind of I kind of got it I'm I'm kind of good I've I've learned I don't really need I'm just kind of going to go with my own way right now and here we go into a whole nother area but you know the good thing about Solomon is at the end he did come back, but he sure did a whole lot a of lot. turns along the way and went through some things. Yeah, so you got 
Solomon starts out with the Song of Solomon, which we're not studying right now because we don't have the rating underneath. And then you got Proverbs, look, I have wisdom. And he goes all these turns and he comes back with the Ecclesiastes and goes, Lord, life just stinks. Yeah, I'm not sure about how that journey of the thing, but I can see the journey, but I agree with you, you know. And I, I agree with the fact that he gets so full of himself because he's so wise. And it, it is, what I get from this is the fact that no matter how wise you get, if you forget your roots and where you came from, I have, an, I have a relative who, who believes right now that everything she's done, she's done on her own. Mm. She, she never wanted for anything. She helped everybody. And so she was telling us the story of how when she was young, she never had to borrow from anybody. I'm like, wait a second. I know the, the, you know, I know the, the, the bill collectors used to come to my dad and he used to pay off the bills. He says, nope, never did that. <laughs> you know, we helped someone. I'm like, where did you have the money? Like, but now that they're well established, they rewrote their history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, but that misery on her face is evident for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens is some, even in spiritual, in spiritual circles, you have people that believe, well, I know all the answers. Mm, yeah. And you were saying something like before the show, but you know, there is no point where you have all the answers. None. And, and, and that comes into, and, and I'm going to say, we, we, we never stop learning, we never stop growing, but we never stop needing God. Right. But that is a choice that we have to make. It's, it's the power of choice, I think, played a big part in Solomon's in Solomon's life, but it plays a big part in all of our lives, that we have the power to choose, is it me or is it God that I need? And so every day it is a choice. You know, Paul talks about dying to self and mm -hmm. dying daily and so forth. Though it sounds sometimes, you know, I remember growing up being like, every day I gotta, do, <laughs> every day I gotta die, I mean, can I just live? But <laughs> I understand what it's now saying as I've gotten older, that every day is a choice to choose. Right. God to choose that I'm going to follow him because it's very easy to go in another direction. I mean, sometimes we see it within a matter of minutes. Well, we can go from one place to the next. Going back to like answering what wisdom is in the beginning, it's like walk with God, like the applying knowledge and walking with God. And I think, yeah, Solomon applied the knowledge, but there came a point where he lost sight of, mm -hmm. you know, God. And like you said, he was it was all about him after a while, and that's where it all gets dangerous. And so when he comes back to meeting, that conversation meeting God, mm -hmm. he writes a book of Ecclesiastes and says, like, hey, look, <laughs> you can waste your whole life, man. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. You know, just don't do anything because there's more to it. Mm -hmm. right. And find, your, find, it, find the season to do it. Hmm. Wow. A wise man who was chose not to be and then came again. That's a whole lot of studying there. Well, I, I appreciate what you're all going to bring. I'm hoping I'll appreciate it at the end. We'll see you at the end of this lesson. No, I kid you. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here. Don't walk away from me. Um, and as we discover more of Proverbs and what God has to say through these many words, um, I, I hope you are blessed as well as most of them will be. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter u.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Falvo Fowler. Mm -hmm.